someone there? Can you hear me? If you can hear this message, you're listening to Tales from the Mist, a gothic horror D&D series set in Ravenloft. Please send help. I hear them coming. The Mistwalkers. It's me. It's TK, your dungeon master for Tales from the Mists. You can find my writings on tkjwrites.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at tkjoinsthefray. My name is Lisa Penrose, and I play your heart of the party, Mercy Albrecht, the tiefling storm sorceress. You can find me at MercifulDM on Twitter or at lisapenrose.com. Hi, I'm Kayla Klein, and I play Vosley, your artificer slash mad scientist. I can be found online at kaylakline.com or on social media at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. I'm Ashley Warren, and I play Constantina Afshalamov, the Vistana Bard from Barovia. You can find all of my work at ashleywarrenwrites.com or on Twitter at AshleyNHWarren. Hey there, demons. It's me, your girl, Hadil Almasari. I play Vargas Blackstone, an occultist warlock with too many secrets. You can find me online at TwittySuch, T-W-I-T-T-Y-S-U-C-H. There are others trapped in the mist, too. This episode features special guest Oliver Clegg as Detective Lazarus Viscardi. Find him on Twitter as at DeathByBadger. Stay still. Listen carefully. Maybe it won't hear us. This is episode 17, Ebb and Flow. Good evening, Mistwalkers. Welcome to Tales from the Mists, a spooky... Uh, One sec, I have to turn off the sound on my thing. Okay, spooky campaign set in the domains of dread. This is not a typical campaign. We have a rotating cast, which means we have four anchor members, being Lisa, Kayla, uh, Ashley, and Hadil. And then we have rotating members. Now... We only have one rotating member this time, but we'll have two next week. So, Oliver, you've got four episodes to uh, survive the mists, and then you'll you'll vanish forever, and who knows where you'll go. Somewhere else in Ravenloft. You seem pretty at home here, so. Who doesn't like sacrifices? Who doesn't like sacrifices? What? No. It's okay, because I'm not targeting this at you. I'm targeting this at somebody who hasn't had to make a lot of sacrifices in their life. They've kind of just gotten by just being on the fringes of society, just sort of hanging out with other people. Vargas, you got a call last week. Yeah, for everybody who's wondering where Vargas was, he went to the 7-Eleven to buy cigarettes. He never came back. <laughs> we both know he did not buy cigarettes. We both know he bought, like, black and milds. Cigarillos. Stop. <laughs> Swisher sweets. Swisher sweets. I hate this. <laughs> you got you got black and milds, and you got a fifth of Henny. <laughs> I was going to make you got, like, a red stripe, but okay. <laughs> so those of you that don't know, both me and TK grew up in the hood, so. Yeah. Uh, no, he got a call. Who'd you get a call from? A friend. This is TK asking, who did you get that call from? Was it the same friend that you've been speaking to? Uh, yes. Yes, uh, it's it's complicated. That's our relationship status on Facebook. It's complicated. 
And when this friend called you and your pocket began to get warm from the magic of those sending stones, and you stepped away to take that call, and you heard his voice through that stone, Vargas, my boy, in the way he always does when he addresses you. What news have you got for me? Um, I will tell him about what has happened with the ship, it being a ghost sh- a ghost ship, and um, the captain seems fine with that for some reason. Um, but I will also tell him about, um, I forget how they're pronounced, but the, the monsters we fought last time. Mm, the sea devils, the Sahuigans. The Sahuigans. Yeah, tell about the Sahuigans and that uh, Mercy is safe. Fascinating. I suspect she held her own. Oh, quite impressive. And the Vistana? Less so. Oh, a uh, question for, for you, TK. Do Vargas, does he, I can't remember if Vargas knows that Constantina is a werejackal. She did transform during the finale of last season. Um, then I will share that information as well. Now that's fascinating. Tell me, uh, the passengers, anyone of interest? I will tell him that I have my eye on Ingrid. Ingrid. What a beautiful name. She knows Mercy. They went to the same school. And is she acting out of sorts at all? If it were me, I have a question why a girl like that would be on a ship like this. It's a very good question. Usually one only consorts with smugglers when they are smuggling. Yes. There's something in her room, Vargas. Yes, there is. Did I? I already got it, didn't I? Did I already get No, okay, okay. So there's something in her room. I imagine you want me to find that certain thing. A rosewood box with a flower etched in gold. (laughs) I think that's something that I could happen upon. It would be terrible if she were to misplace it, perhaps. Quite unfortunate. There are all sorts on this ship, who knows? Hold it for me. I'll have someone take it from you in the future. I can do that. You had better. And the call ends. Now, when you come back up the hallway, Mercy and Constantina are absent. And you can see Ingrid slipping from her bedroom and walking in the direction of the mess hall. She passes by you and there is a scent. Jasmine flowers. Um, I would like to give her a gentlemanly bow as she walks by, as if to like make room for her. She nods but averts her eyes. Sounds like the type. Um, and as she, I'm assuming, like, goes out of, uh, like, sightline, I'm gonna try and very covertly, like, put my back against the door and see if I can open it. Um, it is locked, so. Actually, let me check. I think I have lockpicking tools. <laughs> um, let's see. You would, you criminal. Um, criminal sounds pretty rude. That's a lot judgy. <laughs> well, harsh but fair. I don't have a lockpicking kit, <laughs> but I have a forgery kit. So I would like to forge 
some sort of document and go to one of the crew members and claim that I um, lost my key during the fight and can't get back in my room. What kind of document do you suppose would allow you that? Um, I'm assuming something like a boarding pass or like a like a manifest, like a copy of the manifest, but change my room number to Ingrid's room number, like swap our room numbers. I will allow you to attempt this, okay. but I want you to roll me a sleight of hand mm-hmm. to see how convincing it is. Oh, that's a 22. You manage, I will say it takes you about 10 minutes to draw up a slip, uh, similar to the one given to you when you received your key to your own room when you signed the passenger manifest that Brummett passed around when all of you boarded. And you forge it to say that you are in the first suite, which is Ingrid's room. Now, the closest crew members that you see are standing guard outside of the infirmary with a a crocodile and a giant crab next to them. They seem uncomfortable, and they also seem, what is the word I'm looking for, distracted. So when you pass this manifest to one of them, he sort of you see these are these are officers and you pass the manifest to one of them and the second mate he sort of gruffly mm. <sighs> all right and just hands you a single key a master key oh okay yeah i will i'll take the master key and i'll kind of like pretend to look in the infirmary and uh, I'll the door say, to the infirmary is closed. It's closed? Okay. Uh, and you said that they're both officers? Yes. Standing guard with their with their sabers out. Okay, I'll take them and I will I will thank them very graciously and I'll say like, I feel like this job is a little bit <laughs> below you. Are we out of crew members to do such menial work? Is this, is this truly something an officer would do, sir? The second mate sort of narrows his eyes at you and looks you up and down. Don't you have somewhere to be? I guess, and then I'll just walk away. (laughs) And you can kind of hear his nails sort of drum impatiently on the hilt of his saber until you are out of his line of sight. Okay. Um, I will go to Ingrid's door. Is there anybody around? Roll me a perception check. 18? You don't see anyone. Cool. Um, I want to press my ear against the door, but like, it, like I'm trying to open the door and um, like see if I can hear anything in there. That 18 perception is going to carry over, and as you press your ear against the flat wood of the door, there's nothing there. Okay, I will give a very subtle knock on the door, just like one little like wrap of a knuckle. You hear the echo of that knock inside of the room. Okay. Nobody gets up to open the door. No. I will put my... I refuse to look in the keyhole. Um, so you lose an eye. I'm going to open the door very slowly. Or actually, you know, I won't open the door slowly. I will open the door like it belongs to me. Okay. You open the door as though it belongs to you. And you glance around the room. You see there's no trunk of clothing. Um... There are no decorations in here similar to what a, a sweet passenger may do. Now, you've you've stayed in many a suite, and there's no sense in here of 
what this woman's life is decorating this room. The bed is neatly made. There is a single mirror standing, adult-sized, and there is a desk. Okay, I will close the door behind me and lock it, and I will... Is there any paper on the desk? See if I have... I have a sheet of parchment paper. I want to take a piece of it and, like, like fold it up and stuff it in the keyhole so that if somebody is going to try and open the door, they're going to have a hard time doing it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I will allow you to do that with no roll. All right. So you effectively block this keyhole, and even if a key went into that keyhole, it would knock the paper onto the ground. Presumably you would hear it. All right. So I will immediately go to the desk. And how many drawers are there? There's a single drawer in front of this worn wooden desk, and you can see by the sides that there are some splintered uh, edges. The corners are, are rough but worn. There is a single armchair that does not typically belong to a desk, and it's definitely overstuffed. There's some filling coming out on the arms of it. It may be the nicest chair on the ship. I will pull the desk drawer open first. Very quickly, do I see anything in there? You pull the desk drawer open and you do see some parchment and a an inkwell and a quill. Have they been used? They have. Okay. I'll close the drawer again and then I want to go to the chair and where the stuffing is, is falling out, I want to stick my finger and look in it. Okay. Give me an investigation roll. Fourteen. A fourteen is enough for you to edge one finger in along the stuffing, along this this wool lining of this armchair, and notice that there are some hastily made stitches in the side. Hmm. I want to look... I want to do a quick investigation check to see if I hear anybody coming. I'm going to say that's a perception check. Perception check? Okay. Yeah, give that to me. Now, you have taken precautions against somebody coming into the room, so nobody will sneak up on you. I just want to see whether or not you're going to hear them. 19. 19? You don't hear anything. Okay. I'm going to... Let's see. I'm going to tr- pull the the stitches. I'm going to open them with the, with the key. I'm going to take like the, the hook part, and I'm going to pull them open. You edge this key alongside... And the stitches pop one by one. I will make a snarky remark about how somebody didn't do very well in their home ec class. To myself. Or Claudia, if she's there. Claudia is there, and she's enamored with this mirror. Okay. I will instruct Claudia to start looking around for things. Claudia does. Okay. Uh, So I've opened the chair... I'd like to continue to look on the inside to see if I find anything. As you reach your hand inside of the stuffing, is that how you look? I'll use the key to poke around. Yeah, you I am stupid. <laughs> Mama didn't raise no fool. Yeah, as you sort of jiggle this key through the stuffing, you can hear the clink as it hits a metal. I use the key to like try and fish it out, like pull it towards me. You fish it out and you see that there is a, a sharpened uh, sheet of metal in there, and behind it, an etched rosewood box. I take the box, I put it in my pocket. And Claudia taps against the back of this mirror. Okay. I 
I will push the stuffing in as best as I can. Um, I have a bag of sand in my inventory. I want to use that bag of sand. Instead of doing pocket sand like Dale Gribble, I'm going to put it where the rosewood box was. Okay. And then stuff everything back. I don't think I have anything to... Um, anything to... Well, I have a disguise kit. Would there be a needle and thread in there, do you think? Do start disguise kits typically come with outfits? Um, do you have a healing kit? I don't have a healing kit, but if I have a disguise kit, I'm going to assume that there's some form, because Vargas, uh, there's some, like maybe a pair of gloves that has like a lace on them and like a leather lace, and I want to try and use that lace to tie up the, the, um, Actually, no. What I will do is I will take... Because this was the, the seat cushion, right? Mm-hmm. I'll just take it and flip it around. That's reasonable. So you flip it around, and Claudia ha- is running her hands over the back of this mirror, and she says, simply fascinating. Um, I'll look at the, the mirror, and I'll make a snarky remark about Claudia having a lot of mirrors in her house, like... Um, at one point, but I'll look at the back of the mirror. And she looks at it with you, and you see that there's another mirror on the side. Is it like a hand mirror? It is a full standing mirror. Oh, okay. So it's like a double-sided mirror. Yes, it is a double-sided mirror. And as you come into this mirror's line of sight with this rosewood box in your pocket, you see that there is a woman on this side of the mirror, and it is not Claudia. What does she look like? This woman is dressed all in black, and she has a mask. There's not a lot you can tell about her features. Black studded leather, a few daggers at her waist, single red curl in the middle of her forehead. Other than that, she seems to be ignoring you. Okay. Um... If I, like, wave, will she acknowledge me? Would you like to get her attention? I don't want her to tattle on me, because I assume that she's been watching me this whole time. She hasn't seen you yet. She's on the back of the mirror turned away from you. Oh. So this would be the first time that she'd seen you. No, I don't want to get her attention. I will tell Claudia. We'll take a closer look at this a little later. Um... But we need to go back to the room. And I will listen at the door to see if I are to hear anybody. Mm -hmm. Claudia pokes her head through the door just to take a look. Yeah. Yeah, give me perception. Uh, Perception. 16. 16. Claudia tells you, seems clear. Okay, I will remove the piece of parchment paper. I'll put it in my pocket because I don't want anybody to find it. I will unlock the door. As you set your hand on this doorknob, you feel this electricity course up through the doorknob and into your hand. And a glyph appears on the back of this door. Ooh. I tell Claudia to take a look at this. Remember this. Mm -hmm. Your right glove catches fire. Cool. I would like to leave this place. I will... Without caring if anybody sees me, 
I will fling the door open. You fling the door open, and there's almost an explosion that rocks you. Cool. But it's only you. The room doesn't shake. It just shakes through your body. Okay, I beat Cheeks back to my own room. (laughs) As you round the corner and you come down this hallway, you see that those officers and the crocodile and the giant crab are gone. You set your hand on your doorknob. Mercy approaches you. She asks you if you're okay. She asks what happened. Is anybody okay, really? You have had a long night. Yes, but I need to go take a rest, but thank you for checking on me, my dear girl. And I will, like, gentlemanly, like, brush my fingers on the back of her, or on her cheek, and give her a little head to bed. Uh, not my gloved hand, like my normal hand. <laughs> um, I will be, yeah, like, kind of holding that away, but just, like, very gentlemanly. When you brush your hand your left hand against her cheek, it leaves a small streak of blood from your knuckles. Cool. Um, I will try and pass it off as paint. <laughs> or something. Smooth. Yeah, I'd be like, Mercy, oh, make I... a retroactive insight. You, you, ten. Ten? He seems really uncomfortable with blood. Mercy's just gonna say... You're right. I also am not alright. And just kind of run away crying. And her tears just like wash the streak away. Perfect. I would like to lock myself in my room. I think Marcy was still covered in blood from the sacrifices too. So oh, that's true. It's just more blood. <laughs> yes, I would like to go back into my room, lock the door with the master key, and um, I would like to... I will put this box in my own bag and I will wrap it in I will wrap it in a piece of uh, piece of parchment and I will actually for some reason I have a book in my inventory <laughs> what my name's Vargas I'm 19 and I never learned how to read you're gonna wrap it in Vasily's secrets Don't. Don't mess up my book. No, I think this is a different book because I have like just a nondescript book, and then I have Vasily's journal. So this oh, is I, I thought book. you were being sassy. Yeah, oh. I thought you were being sassy. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe it's your book of poems. Yeah, it's this is my uh, pickup artist book. I clearly don't need it anymore. I'm gonna take my knife and like cut out. <laughs> the, I don't need it. Um, I'm going to cut out a, 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 a hole the size of the box, and I'm going to put it in there, and then I'm going to wrap it in, like, a disguise, like um, my extra set of clothes. Yeah, okay. You do. And Claudia watches you set it into your bag, and she's like, I don't like this. Why do you even have that? Why do you ask so many questions all the time? Don't you have something to be doing? Like, needlepoint or something? Looking after you? I just need it. Okay. I Maybe I have, like, a streak of kleptomania. I just want to take things lately, as you have seen. It's impulse. It's... I can't help myself. You have been disappearing more and more often. You go to places I cannot go. Well, sometimes a man needs his alone time, Claudia. You can't... I Sometimes I just need to be alone. Hmm. Perhaps you would be happier if you were alone forever. No, that actually sounds awful. 
Perhaps you should appreciate me more then. Okay, listen, I know you're upset. You sound upset. You could have alone time if you want. You could be like, Vargas, I could use five minutes of Claudia time and I'd be more than happy to give it to you. But sometimes men just need to take care of certain needs without prying ghost eyes, Claudia. Fine. Perhaps I will go have tea with somebody who appreciates me and is friends with the person whose things you just pilfered. Pilford is so rude. Claudia is so rude. But yeah, of course, go have tea whenever you want. You know, you are. You can do whatever. I'm not the boss of you. It's kind of the other way around. But sometimes a man just needs to take care of certain. You know, it's just. It's too delicate to say in front of a lady. I won't. This clearly is not the reaction that she wanted, and she sort of stamps her foot irritably and then disappears back inside of your teacup. Okay. And then I just go, spectral women. Mercy, how do you spend the night? Mercy um, goes back to her room first, um, and she's looking in her mirror, and she's just like, Tears are kind of streaking down through the blood that was on her face. And she's like, well, of course she didn't want to go off of the sheep. These you and your friends, you're covered in blood. Um, and she's kind of reverting back to her coping mechanisms of cleaning. Um, and she's got like a little scrubby in like her box with like that she had like the lemon and the different little cleaning potions in. And she does that thing in like the craft where like the girl does like her hands over her hair and it changes colors, except she does that and all the blood is out of her hair. Um, <laughs> and she puts on a clean dress. Um, and then she kind of forces a smile on her face. Um, and she says in the mirror, You don't need opal. Everybody wants to be your friend. Ingrid wants to be your friend. Best friends. I should get Vasily and I should get Constantina and maybe Vargis will want to uh, gloat with me and you can show me how to gloat properly. I don't see Constantina and I did it right. Um, but you're looking clean. You're looking beautiful. And she like fluffs her hair and she just turns around and walks out her door planning to find Vasily and <laughs> go show off her friends to Ingrid. Vasily, where are you? I believe that I am in the lab. All right, so you have returned to Nicodemus's lab. <laughs> yes. It will take you three days to complete this breastplate. Okay. And that's not nonstop, right? Because I don't think I could handle no, this No, not nonstop. Okay. It, okay. it will take you three days worth of short rests. So probably return there to to work for however long a, sh- a shift would be. I will allow you to have a bargain, though. <laughs> Can I hear what the bargain is first? Yeah, sure. Kill your goofy-ass laugh, I swear to God. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can finish this breastplate in the course of one long rest. Okay. For two levels of exhaustion. Oof. Nah. I don't think it's worth it. I'll put up with Nicodemus for longer. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I can um, throw in an extra property on the breastplate. What's the property? Oh, deals being struck. My choice. 
but it will yeah. be beneficial. I was about to say, is it going to be beneficial? Because your choice. Mm. Um, you know what? I'll go ahead and say it'll be a plus two breastplate. Whoa! Oh my god. Okay, so I I took the deal. <laughs> um. So has it? It hasn't been a long rest yet. So, um, I say I went back to the lab and and came back afterwards just kind of was immediately after kind of started working on it because i'm pretty excited about it as excited as i can be about the thought of having not ac 11 okay so now you know nicodemus doesn't sleep so this will be great he doesn't what he doesn't sleep i knew that none of your children do do they? Uh, well, some of them eat. I know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> One of them eats a little too much, but he's a growing boy. He's growing. It's he's a growing it. He, he may never stop growing. Who knows? Well, you should know. <laughs> okay, so he doesn't sleep. It's great. So I guess, are we? do we want to hang out in the lab for a little bit? Okay. So do you seal up the door to the lab? No, I leave it open because it would be really nice if someone would interrupt. Where is the where is the door to the lab this time? Uh, I always picture it in the floor, like it's a it's like a little hatch. Which floor? Then, um, main deck, sleeping deck, or bilge? Oh, you mean in? I I thought you meant where's the door in the lab, but you mean in the ship? Okay. Um, the sleeping deck. Okay, so you. Like maybe in your room, or yeah, you're in yeah, Mercy's yeah, yeah. room, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Does Mercy know that's where it is? Um, oh, you know what? Mercy got changed in her room, so I'm sure she would have seen the open portal. Yeah, because we're sharing a room, so yeah. she knows. So Mercy, you're able to just pop your head through. Okay, so I guess I stomped out the door triumphantly, and like such an independent Mercy who don't need no opal. Um, and then I'm like, oh, but I do need Vasily. I can't do this alone. Um, so I turn right around, um, and I kind of pull on the string coming from the ceiling. Okay. Yeah. And, um, little attic stairs come down. I'm going to go up just so, like, my head, like, over here is, like, poking into the lab. Okay. Your hoofs make a little clink, clink, clink up the stairs. And you can look around, and it looks as though you have stepped into a child's bedroom that has been repurposed for an alchemical lab. Oh, this is cute. Are you playing? Are you playing in this nursery? Nicodemus irritably looks over his shoulder. <laughs> Mother. Quick question: Does Nicodemus have like? Those obnoxiously large toys from Ikea. Oh my like gosh. the big broccoli-shaped plush toys. Well, Vasily? Yeah, yes, and they're all wearing lab coats. It very much looks like a startup company's, like, lounge room where there's, like, a ton of beanbag chairs everywhere, too. It is very cute in here, Nicodemus. Um, I love your um, science-seamed playroom. It's not supposed to be cute. This is serious science. Oh, yes, it is very serious, Nicodemus. (laughs) And she, like, leans forward and, like, boops him on his creepy nose. And he 
opens his mouth to sort of do a squawk. And when he opens his mouth, you see that, first of all, there are no teeth, but there seem to be these sort of ridges inside of his beak. Okay, that's normal. And it smells terrible. I press to digitate his mouth. Minty fresh. Oh, actually, I just throw a vanilla peppermint in it. I'm like, ooh. He chokes a little because it just goes straight in. So he's just like, <laughs> like and then you I'm see him good. tilt his head back and <laughs> it down. Vasily, oh, are you busy? I was thinking that maybe we could get dinner with Ingrid. She is waiting in the mess hall for me. So when you, as you say, Vasily, are you busy? Vasily immediately like drops all her things. like, <laughs> And then she hears Ingrid and she just slowly reaches back for what she was doing. And uh, do we do we have to? Is this? Did you lose a bet? Oh no, Ingrid likes me now. Unlike, I mean, I don't know. Every, everybody, everybody likes me and wants to wants to stay with me and and be my friend. I've not been rejected by anybody today. What happened? Oh wait, I was there for that. <laughs> you were there, Vasily. No, we're talking about that. Uh, well, Vasily I mean, puts. It doesn't matter. Nothing happened. You weren't there for anything. Uh, I'm fine. It's, everything is fine, Vasily. Uh, I uh, I have to go. And no. she starts like frantically climbing down the ladder. Uh, no, Vasily like reaches down with her long gangly arms and like grabs Mercy's cloak to pull her back up. Nicodemus looks over Vasily's shoulder and says, "Oh, that sounds simply awful." Vasily kicks Nicodemus. <gasps> just like backwards kicks him at the same time as grabbing Mercy. He grumpily goes back and like starts messing with his <laughs> with the breastplate. Okay, and I, I want to pull Mercy back in, which she probably weighs like what, two pounds? So. I'm like a lump on the floor. <laughs> I'm like trying to be heavy. The saddest lump. Yeah. She just ragdolls up the stairs. Yeah, I ragdoll. Vasily like puts her hands on her shoulders and looks her looks her in the eyes and says, "This is you just need. To, it's just me and you. It's always been me and you. You should always trust me, and then these things won't happen." You're right. I I was hanging out with this opal and I let her make me food for everything was in the right order, and we held hands, and there was that times that we kissed. The w- well, sort of. She kind of went through my body. <laughs> I think she's a ghost. I don't know. I. It's all very confusing. Well, I'm not a ghost, and I'm here, and I've always been here, and let's just go get dinner with Ingrid and forget about all that nonsense. You think I'll feel better, but if I start to cry, so you think Ingrid will think that is cool? Uh, if you get sad or mad at all, I will just light her hair on fire. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, and she's still crying a little bit, but she's like trying to buck up and she walks down the ladder normal. Vasily follows. Nicodemus starts to follow, but then irritably starts eating his licorice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vasily just like, as she descends the ladder, sticks a hand up and like waves it, like waves him away back up. <laughs> All right. So the two of you approach Ingrid's room. Is there anything you'd like to do before going to see Ingrid? Oh, should we get, like, a little plate of food or something to bring her as, like, apologies for leaving her in the mess hall by herself? Like a cheese oh, plate? Poison it? Uh-oh. Uh, 
Um, no, not poison. Just, you know, some nice cheeses and some crackers. Um, and no poison. No, no Vas- poison? Vasily, no poison. <laughs> Vasily's like winking aggressively. No, like, Vasily. <laughs> no. Is your eye okay? Uh. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, and we'll no- I'll have like the little cheese plate and I'll knock cheerfully on Ingrid's door. You knock cheerfully, but you can hear there is there's rustling and very like muffled cursing behind the door. Oh, she seems she seems very hungry. The door is knock. ajar. Oh, I mean, I kind of kick it with my hoof. Oops. Ingrid! <laughs> you can see she has torn her armchair apart, but there's not much oh. else in here. There's stuffing all over and what looks to be an exploded bag of sand. Ah. Uh, and you can Ingrid. see her irritably. She's grabbing fluff. She's just, I don't know. I don't know where it, oh, I don't know where it, oh. No, I can't. I cannot believe this. I cannot. I cannot believe that. I'm, how could this happen? Vasily, have you already poisoned Ingrid? Uh, no, I think she's just gone crazy. Ingrid, are you okay? We want you some cheese. And Ingrid will. No, I do not need food. I need my things. Somebody it's... has stolen my things. It's okay. Maybe you maybe you misplaced it. We can help you look for it. I wouldn't misplace something like this. I'm not stupid. Oh, I mean, I... Vasily, I I know you're not stupid. You've, all, you've always been the top girl in class. And Ingrid, you can see Ingrid's, like, fingernails beginning to scratch into the wood of the armchair. Oh, I, um, I, uh, well, what, 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 missing? We will help you find it. I don't need your help, Mercy. You don't need me? Nobody needs me? Nah, Vasily, like, puts her arm in front of Mercy and kind of steps in front of her and looks down, like, I assume down at Ingrid. I think Vasily would probably be taller Yeah, I think, I see Ingrid as being a little shorter, but, uh, Mercy, how tall is Ingrid? Um, two feet tall. <laughs> now. <laughs> now Not that there's really anything wrong with being short, but just that she then she'd be mini and we could throw her. Um, <laughs> um, I would say Ingrid is like Lisa's height, so like 5'2". Okay, how tall is Mercy? I think, I forget what I've put Mercy at. I think she's like 5'6 or 5'8". Oh my gosh, I always see Mercy as like so small and petite. Yeah, it's because I, I think am. it's just her, yeah, it's yeah. just her... <laughs> Her personality is, like, so bubbly and schoolgirly that I always see her as, like, little. And, like, Vasily is, like, six foot eight. <laughs> yeah, she's really tall. <laughs> she's not, probably not that tall, but she's no. pretty tall. Yeah, okay. TK just said tall people are bitchy, just so you know. <laughs> not that Vasily is bitchy. Um, anyway, moving on. Transitions. <laughs> so, no, this is going <laughs> great. <laughs> and, so Vasily, like, looks down at her. And she'll she'll sort of like tuck her chin up and she'll do you have something to say? Yeah, you need to calm down. You're upsetting Mercy. What is your problem? What's she's, going on here? We just came here to be nice. She can speak for herself. She's not a child, but you're acting like one. Everything's okay. Everybody stop fighting. I'm just projecting. It's fine. You can see where Ingrid the she's starting to leave like scorch marks in the chair and she just hurls it as hard as she can against the <gasps> wall. It shatters. Vasily doesn't flinch. She's just still, like, staring and glaring down at her. You want to be helpful? Find my things. Well, what is it? You won't tell us. And she starts to, and you see her stop. Are you... It is, uh... It is, uh... 
You can't even remember what it is and you're throwing a fit. It, It is important. That is all that matters. Is something... Does this remind me of... I feel like we've spoken to a few other people who... Oh, wait. Oh, I was thinking of the the um, the Meister singer, and I wasn't actually there where he couldn't say something. But you did speak to um, Idora Crag, and she had a similar... Oh, where she couldn't, couldn't say talk it. about? Oh, I thought she just didn't want to. Now, she didn't want to, but it's a very similar thing. Roll me an Arcana check. Okay. Or history. One. One. <laughs> oh, can I do it? Vasily, you can do it, too, if you'd like. I can do it. Do it. So both of you went to wizard school, so <laughs> a 15 is enough to tell you 16. that. 16. Oh, a 16 is enough to tell you that she cannot talk about it. Um, I have a weird, I have a weird pitch for you, DM. Speak to me. I have the spell in code thoughts. Don't you have disadvantage on arcana? No, I don't. I have plus five to arcana. Shit! Ah! I will let it ride this time because I've already given you the information. So there's no point in making you roll again. I just wanted to remind you. It's okay. If I would have rolled again, it would have been a 15. So okay. Um, but I didn't know if I could somehow like use the spell and code thoughts to pull a memory or thought from her head instead of my own. If you would let me do that, but. Does it say so in the description? Read the description to it me. It says, putting a finger to your head, you pull a memory, an idea, or a message from your mind and transform it into a tangible string of glowing energy called a thought strand, which persists for the duration. It's like a ribbon. Um, yeah, you just turn them into thought strands. And when you hold it, you receive that memory, idea, or message. It says to yourself, but I don't know. If you want to use your DM powers, let me do it to someone else. It just seems like a cool idea. Um, I think that would be difficult, but I also know that Mercy has the ability to read minds. Hmm, could I assist Mercy with this? To to get a forgotten thing? Mercy is going to approach Ingrid, almost like someone approaching a wild animal, because Ingrid is like a little bit... Ingrid is incredibly hostile right now, and as you approach her, she begins to back away. Um, I'm just going to keep approaching her slowly and cautiously until she's, like, pinned on a wall or something. Her lower back hits the desk pretty soon after. And I'm just like, shh, shh. Her hands ball into fists. Um, I swear, she tries to punch me. Yeah. Remember, she went to magic school, too. Okay. Uh, she's like, Ingrid, it's okay. Just... We just need to know what you are looking for so V can help. And I'm going to try to get close enough to her to press my forehead uh, against hers and do detect thoughts. Go ahead and roll me a persuasion to get within her space. Okay. Because she's very hostile right now. It's a 14 on the die plus persuasion plus four. So 18. Oh, yeah. And 18 is enough for you to set your forehead as much as you can without the horn in the way between her two horns and press your foreheads together. Yeah. Um, And for a moment, uh, as Mercy concentrates on Ingrid's surface thoughts and tries um, to push into her mind and try to see what she's like obsessing about right now, um, she kind of like flickers and for the briefest moment looks like she's like a mirror of Ingrid. When you Focus your mind upon Ingrid's mind, and you start to to swim in these shallow waters of her surface thoughts. 
it's like a warm pool and it is up to your ankles and you see a raft nearby and on this raft is a single wooden box rosewood with a flower inlaid in gold and you see a hand on this rosewood box as you get closer as you cross this water and it starts to come up to your knees and then to your waist you see a hand set on this rosewood box and it is pale but not like you not white alabaster like you no it is it is pale and it is pink and it is freckled and it goes up to a sleeve that is covered in leather across a chest that is covered in daggers under a chin with a mask and a cowl with a single red curl two eyes just like yours and she lifts her chin up and she picks this box up and she holds it out to you and you as ingrid see it in your own hands and she pulls down the mask enough to reveal freckles across her face and a full mouth she says i'll see you in the styes ingrid thank you for your loyalty places it and the raft drifts off and that is what you see Mercy snaps back uh, to herself uh, and turns to Vasily, almost frustrated. Like, it's just a box. She's looking for a box. Z speak. Rosewood has a flower um, embedded in it, in the top. Did you see why this box is so important? Someone gave it to her. Um, um, dressed in black, she had her face hidden, but she had red hair and freckles and, and pale skin. But she said she would meet her in Z-Styes, and does Mercy know that that's where they're headed? That's where they're planning on dropping them off? Yes, the captain had mentioned it. Okay. Um, she said she would meet her in Z-Styes, uh, which is where we are going. And she thanked her for her loyalty, so I don't know what sort of stuff Ingrid is in now. She's really changed. Yeah, sounds shady. I don't know. Ingrid looks exhausted, and she leans against the desk and almost collapses there, and she's just, oh, I'm, I must rest and then find it. Okay, well, if we see it, we'll let you know, but I do think that maybe you should rest. I, are you into something, something bad, something dangerous, Ingrid? can't go without it. I don't know. Is that person going to hurt you? No, they don't. They don't hurt people like me. People like you? Hmm. What do you mean? uh, They're hunting dark lords. What? There's someone hunting dark lords, Vasily? Ingrid is very tired now. Oh, well... Okay, I mean, you should rest, but I would very much, when you wake up, like to talk about hunting dark lords. So that seems fun. I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, it seems interesting. Mercy goes back to trying to act cool. Um, but, uh, have some, have some cheese. I put the cheese plate on her side table. And she, like, sort of wearily sets her hands on the cheese and then immediately collapses on the floor. You can see a trickle of blood. (gasps) <gasps> leaving her nose. Oh no, Vasily! Vasily! Uh, Vasily, like... Did you poison Ingrid <laughs> while we were here? 
Vasily grabs the blanket off the bed and just like throws it over her, and it's like, no, she's just she's just sleeping. Let's let's get out. Let's go. Is he blood? I mean, no, it was. She's just tired. Okay, I mean, we should look for that box. She seems real upset. Yeah, it's clearly not in here though. She's tore this place apart. Let's go look around and see if we can find it. Okay. Now, I would like to fast forward time a little bit, just a bit. Do you immediately start looking for the box, or is it something that you just keep on your mind? Um, I would probably try for a little bit. Like, I'd go to the mess hall where she just was. Like, maybe she just brought it there and she didn't realize. <laughs> You'd probably look around a little. Like, you know, in ob- maybe obvious places, like you said. Just, like, where would someone set something down? But not searching. I don't think we would go... Would we ask anybody, you think? Bosley wouldn't. Would Mercy... <laughs> Mercy would probably ask Constantina and Vargas. She probably would check how Vargas is the next day, too. That's probably when she would ask. Just a brief conversation real quick. Vargas, when she asks how you are, how do you reply to that? Like, how I am in general? You seem... to be more specific than that. You looked like someone beat you up yesterday. Oh, yeah. Took a bit of a fall down some stairs. Uh... I haven't got my seat legs yet. Oh, we've been on the boat so long. Possibly two years. I feel like we should all talk about that, maybe. But have you seen a box about this big made from rose food? Um, my friend Ingrid, it went missing from her room. Oh, Ingrid was the one that was mean to you. She was, but, um, well, I would say we were friends, but she was kind of mean to me again. Uh, but then she passed out. And anyway, she knows somebody who uh, hunts Dark Lords. Was it in all of her stuff that got thrown overboard, maybe, and she just forgot about that? Maybe. I didn't ask that. Yeah, it's probably at the bottom of the ocean. Oh no, I was hoping that we could find it and then give it to the groups that hunts Dark Lords, and then they would let us in, and then all of them would like us, and I'd find somebody somebody new, like Opal, and fall in love. And she just collapses onto Vargas's chest and starts crying. It's been a day, okay? It's been a day. Okay. I give her awkward backpats. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. No box. No box. I mean, I could help you look for it. Would you, Vargas? If we don't find the box, nobody will ever love me again. I don't think that. I think true. that's true. <laughs> Well, if if it will put your mind at ease, I will help you find this box. Thank you, Vargas. If Vargas helps you, all of your attempts to find the box would be made at disadvantage. I mean, I... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about the box. It's about Mercy finding love and yeah. moving past Opal, okay? Of course. I feel, of course I feel like Vasily would be suspicious of you because she knows you stole her book. Maybe I can offer to give it back. So she's going to be glaring at you the whole time that you're... And I kind of want to do an insight check on what he's saying. Okay. Do, would I get disadvantage on that? Yes. Can I use my inspiration to cancel that out on this roll? Yeah. What do I do? I need to roll against her. Yes. Deception. <laughs> oh, vastly. It's fine. I got a five. Okay. Well, what is sixteen plus seven? <laughs> <laughs> it's twenty-three. Yeah, you. <laughs> You ain't got nothing. I still glare. You can't bullshit a bullshitter, Kayla. 
All right. We'll say over the last few days, um, Mercy, do you make any attempt to reconcile with Opal before you make port in the stars? Um, every time Mercy, like, sees Opal in the distance or, like, accidentally crosses paths, she turns bright pink and, like, runs in the opposite direction. Or, like, if she sees her just, like, falls over to hide behind something. As you, um, the first day when you go up on the main deck and you see that the pile of bodies is still near the sacrificial, what is the word I'm looking for? The sacrificial circle that you have created. It seems strange because they're not decaying in the sun at all. But every day that you go up after, the pile of bodies gets smaller and smaller as Opal throws herself into her work, consecrating each of the bodies before they are buried at sea. Constantina, the two Vistani on the ship are in a flurry of motion and movement the closer you get to approaching the styes. And on the last few days, as this moon goes from a waxing crescent into a, a fat waxing gibbous, you almost don't see them at all. They're very concentrated on creating this wedding, getting ready for it. Uh, sometimes you see Stefano in the morning and his eyes are bleary and underlined with exhaustion, but he doesn't talk much. The styes loom on the horizon. And at first you think that perhaps it's another floating port city. But no, as you approach you see that this is some manner of gargantuan, massive creature that floats atop the waves. Mercy and Vasily, you have been to the coast before. You know what beached whales look like. You know what dead whales look like when they float to the top of the water. This is not unlike that phenomenon, a massive creature that as you approach its mouth, its gaping mouth with these rotting teeth that have filled with water and brine. It is not unlike that phenomenon, this giant, massive sea monster that the, s the ship can just sail straight into its gullet. The styes form cavernous ceiling above you. You think four or five ships could sail side by side and still not touch the walls of this ship that is lined with these hanging lanterns. The captain starts handing out masks to the crew and tells you that this ship, this not quite ship, this port city inside of this creature is held aloft by the decomposing gases that forced it to the surface. And you can see these galleys and gangways, all of these rotting wood timbers and walkways and dilapidated houses that have been created inside of this creature, mostly from its bones. You can see parts where it's being held aloft, the ceiling, and eventually you come to a port inside of this titanic creature. And the captain 
who is not wearing a mask, as it is not necessary for his condition, tells each of you. Well, it was a, a pleasure having you aboard the Endurance. And the passengers, Ingrid, exhausted, red-eyed, defeated, to Vistani with somehow even more luggage than when they started, begin to walk down the gangplank. Ah, wait, I just, I want to give uh, Stefano a letter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, now, yep, go ahead. Oh, sorry, the, the captain tells each of you that they will be here for three days. Okay. Um, yeah, I just want to give him a letter real quick in case we get separated. Of course. Don't see each other. Um, so I wrote a letter um, using my illusory script spell. Mm. Tell me. Yeah, so it is addressed to the commander of the Matchbook Menagerie. And I'm hoping that Stefano can um, give the letter to the commander. And essentially, it says that you may have not heard from me in two years, um, but that wasn't really intentional because for me, it's only been a couple weeks, I think. And I just want you to know that I'm just as committed to the cause as ever. And I would like a new mission because I don't really know, uh, what's happened in the last two years. So, um, just wanted to maintain my membership and let you know that I, um, am ready to do whatever is necessary. Fire and fortitude, Constantina. And he smiles. He's like, I will make sure Rusa gets it. <gasps> Rusa? Is Rusa the commander now? Yes. Oh, there's so much that's happened. I, I, uh. He gives you sort of a sly smile and he says, I, I hope to see you dance at my wedding. Oh my god. Um, yes. When is it? Also, can I play music at your wedding? Do you need, do you need a bard? I would be honored if you played music at my wedding. Um, well, where, where will you be? Where is your wedding? Oh, you can't miss it. It will be the talk of the city. Oh, so it's here. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Um, uh, great. And you're, I think we're all here for three, three days. I thought I heard the captain say. Yes, that will be, uh, that will be most excellent. We are hoping to have it in a couple days. So as soon as all of the family has arrived. I love weddings. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you. Are you excited for your wedding? I know there's like a lot to do. He His cheeks go a little pink and Vincenzia sets a hand on her shoulder and says, come, come. We have so much to do, Stefano. Okay, I'll let you two go, but I will see you soon. Uh, Stefano sort of winks at you and they go down the gangplank. And uh, the captain tells each of you, like, we will shove off in three days if you like to return. Um, we are not going to the mainland or anything. It's mostly the open sea for us. Uh, Constantino, we expect to see you back on board in three days. Oh, uh, uh, sure. Along with my traveling companions? Or uh, if you wish. Um, okay, well, I will... I'm not exactly sure what we will be doing here, so let me check in with you tomorrow and just to make sure that everything's like, you know, okay. To, to, oh, you know. uh, no, you will be on deck in three days. Um, may look, I'm more than happy to serve wherever necessary, but may I ask why? I don't remember. Um, well, I guess you I put my name. You are a crew member. Oh, am I really? Like a real crew member? You, you signed on as crew. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, that's 
That's true. I was mostly just trying to be helpful while I was a border. I didn't want it to be like, oh, hey, free passage, do whatever. Um, but um, does that mean I have to be crew for, um, you know, indefinitely? Or, you know, can we negotiate a contract? He sort of scratches the back of his neck and he looks a little sheepish. Constantina, the crew stays with the ship. Um, well, okay, so to be honest, like, I, I can't really stay in any one place for too long, and that includes on the ship. Um, just, it's just part of my, uh, Vistana nature. Like, bad things could happen to me if I don't keep moving, so I don't really know. I mean, is there a way that I could, like, you know, maybe pay my way down to my contract or do something else for you while I am here? He sets his hand on your elbow and starts to lead you to the side. Constantina, the crew stays with the ship. If... I, I don't know what that means. If you are not on board in three days, the ship will call you back. <laughs> uh... Well... Oh my god, Kayla's face. <laughs> okay, so this is just a question, you know, just, I'm just curious. If the ship is, you know, somehow destroyed... Does that also apply? The ship will rebuild itself. <laughs> okay, so I didn't really know when I signed the contract that that's how this would work. And so I would like to... I will do whatever it takes to get out of this. Not because I don't really enjoy my time working on ships, and I would be glad to in the future, but I I just... I won't be any use to anyone if I turn into a creepy mortu because I haven't, you know, kept moving. So this, this could not be... This will not be good for either of us. The captain sets both of his hands on your shoulders and says, I have not left this ship in decades. No crew member of the Endurance can set foot on land. I hope that you find a way to break that. Perhaps here. Do you also want, I mean, I imagine, I feel like I shouldn't even ask, but do you also want to be this tie for you to be severed so you don't have to be on the ship anymore? And he, he gives a big smile. He's, I would love that. Okay, good. Just just checking before I, you know, make this a priority. Um, okay, well, I will do what I can to try to figure something out in the next couple of days. But I have a wedding I'll to go to. I'll see you in three days. <sighs> okay. Well, stay safe in the meantime. And he sort of, like, gives you a side eye and then looks around his ghost ship. I'll do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Vasily! Vasily! <clears throat> Vasily's, uh, <laughs> I guess, on the ship and just pokes her head out and is like, what? Hi. What? Hi. Um, I have an, an urgent re- request for you. <laughs> we need to figure something else in like three days. And you're smart. What? Figure what out? Um, okay, so you remember when we came on the ship and we all had to like sign our names and, um, you know, I was like. Yeah, and we all signed as a passenger because we're not a crew. We're not crew on this well, ship. Well, I did not do that because I was trying to, you know, be helpful, but sometimes I make bad decisions, as you, you know, well know. Um, so, uh, apparently that means that I am like now connected to the ship, which would be cool, except that that's, um, I don't really like doing things against my will, as again, you also know. So, um, I need you to help me figure out a way to, like, break up this relationship between me and the ship, and also to help the rest of the crew, because I don't think they want to do this either. But basically, after three days, I will have to go back with the ship, and I really don't want to do that. I would rather be with you. Why? The Okay, why? The Fine. Um, Vasily wants to go back up to Nicodemus's lab. Uh, Just okay. stomp off and do that. Well, actually, I'm going to grab Constantina's, like, scarf and drag her as I stomp off. You're, like, pulling me by the hip. 
Yeah. That's fine. I'll allow it. All right. So I take her to Nicodemus's lab. And I assume Nicodemus doesn't have a problem with Constantina, but I don't know. I don't know. He he sees you both coming and is like, I suppose we'll just let everybody in, mother. What is the point of a secret lab if everyone can find it? It's still a secret. Only certain people know about it. I have candy. Lucy walks like under the portal and she's like just waving at the portal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> Hello, Nicodemus. Oh, you're not so cute. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> I give uh, Nico a candy in good faith. What kind of candy? Um, I think I, it's probably chocolate. Nicodemus will take the chocolate from you and say, oh, how thoughtful. And then like sort of to the side and drop it on the floor. Okay, I definitely see that because I have an 18 passive insight. So whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'll like, ah, and just drop it on the floor. You could have just given Vossily, it back to me. Like, cle- Vossily like <clears throat> clears her throat and like holds her hand out behind her back and she has like a licorice in her hand. He will take the licorice. No, I'm handing it to Constantina. Oh, jeez. Never mind. <laughs> I take it and I'm like, how about this instead? He's like, hmm. And he takes it and he'll ah, 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 <laughs> down the hatch. No, oh, I'm so glad gross. you like that one. <clears throat> okay. Um, I need you to pause what you're doing and we need to shift focus onto this issue that I'm sure you're aware of where people get their souls tied to the ship or something. Do you know? Do you know about that? Oh, yeah, none of the cl- none of the crew can leave. Well, except me. We want to fix that, apparently. Wait, did you just say you could leave? Of course. Wait, how can you leave? Well, it's about the souls. Uh, and Nicodemus will, like, look at Vasily, is like, you want to explain this to her? It seems pretty easy. He's just, he's special. He's different. He's good. He's great. All and of us she are. she pats Nicodemus on the back. I know. Okay. I, I, I agree. He's a very good boy. But okay, this seems, this might be the key to us figuring this out. So I, what specifically oh, is different? I don't have a soul. Oh. It's, yeah, it's not. The oh. Key. Oh. Um, okay. Well, I don't. I'm just animated flesh. Oh, yeah. but you're such a good animated flesh boy. Thank you. You did a good job, Vasily. But yeah, so he's not the key unless you want to turn everyone into homunculi. Uh, no, I would, I would rather not do that. And I don't really think um, that that's an option for me to not have a soul. That's pretty much all I am. Okay. I mean, it might help you a little bit. Absolutely. So, <laughs> uh, I yeah, we need to we need to figure figure out how to save everyone or whatever. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? You're you're the most familiar with the ship. I suppose. Whatever cursed the ship could probably fix it. So, oh, so it's cursed. So could we just, like, remove the curse? I'm sure if you could find somebody, uh, powerful enough. What level? <laughs> remove curse. Yeah, on a scale of 1 to 20, how powerful? Is this for Nicodemus? Or yeah. Nic- I'm asking Nicodemus. Nicodemus will smile and shrug. <laughs> I, I would like to try. I have, actually, the remove curse spell. I would like to try to just, like, touch the ship and cast it. Sure. Just to see. It, I will tell you as the DM, if you if you touch the, shir- the ship and cast Remove Curse, it will not work. So if you would like to waste that spell slot, you are free. Um, have, I'm assuming that it, it's... Have we long rested since we fought stuff, or...? I mean, Vasily hasn't, but you have. 
I'm actually, I will wait. I don't think that Constantina would know either way. She just heard curse and then wants to try and remove it. So I'm going to, I'm going to use a spell slot to try. Good use of my spell slots. Yeah. Yeah. So I touch the ship and I like, it's also a spell that I have not yet used. It is a spell that I gained after I met the Oracle in the mist or after I became the Oracle um, after meeting destiny in the mist. So I've never used this spell before. Um, So yeah, I I kind of push whatever magic um, into the, into the ship, but I do not feel anything happen. No. When you push that magic into the ship, you just feel the ship push back. Darn. I thought that would work. That would have been too easy, I guess. <laughs> Everything has to be, like, you know, a challenge. Okay. What if it just worked and this whole, like, plot, this story <laughs> hook was just done, it was over? I would have been delighted. <laughs> that's okay. That's that's fair. You know, you know, good things come out of the struggle. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Um, okay. I will, I will see, Mother, if there are books or something to be found in the styes. If I can go with you. Mm. Okay, <clears throat> fine. You can come with us. Excellent, mother. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, it'll be it'll be just it'll be great. I will bring my good goggles, and he picks out a pair of goggles that are just like yours, but instead of instead of um the black lenses, they're like bright orange. Oh, they're God, like gunner they're so glasses. <laughs> I hate them. It's yeah. like trigun sunglasses. Yeah. Vasily glares at Constantina because this is definitely all her fault. Uh, I'm sorry, okay? Like, I don't want this either. This isn't good for me, okay? This is, like, one more thing I have to deal with. And I have a wedding to go to! (sighs) Did I tell you? I have a wedding to go to. They, um, you know, the other Fistana passengers, they asked me to play at their wedding, and it's going to be so amazing. You want to come with me? Do you want to- do you want to be my date? Not even a little bit. You don't want to be my date? Uh, no, not even a little bit. That sounds awful. Okay, well, Ask Mercy. Oh, I will. But no, never mind. Don't do that. Ask Vargas. <laughs> no, Mercy will definitely want to go to a wedding with me. I know that's already. No, how about you ask Vargas? I've heard it. I mean, he's had he had a bad day yesterday. Didn't you see he was all beat yeah. up? He could probably use a date. I'll ask him too, but Mercy is my first choice. Mm. Well, you are my first choice, but you clearly don't want to go, so I'll talk to her. <laughs> Vasily just, like, storms out of the lab. Nicodemus will look at Constantina. I think she doesn't hate you as much as she used to. I think so, too. This is good progress, right? Sure. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Whatever. You really are her so, child. <laughs> do the four of you descend upon the styes? Is there anywhere to go shopping? This this is a port city. There's a merchant district. Oh, also, what do our masks look like? Didn't everyone get the mask? Yeah, I don't understand the masks. Is the it masks because are it's for, smelly and gross? Yes, or, they are. Okay. For, they are like a, a breathing apparatus. So, Lazarus, you are part of the welcoming party that waits for Stefano and Vincenzia to get off of the ship. I would like for you to first describe the masks that most of the denizens here wear, and then describe yourself. I kind of envision envision these masks. You know those things that cyclists wear in the in the, in the city. <laughs> And they have like they strap all the way along the on the face of the back, and they have like these tiny vents that they're really pretentious. Well, they don't need them, but they want them because they spin. It makes it a sophisticated big city. So they have like this um this face mask, but like one on doctor might wear in surgery, but they have like the little little spinning dials. They don't really do anything, but they make people feel better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and maybe a green color because you know it'll hide the whatever gets in them. It kind of collects, you know, like, you know, in the goldfish tank with it collects on top, it's kind of like that, so it hides that. 
I feel like they're that. They're kind of, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without the masks, this place absolutely stinks of methane. And a little of it still seems to get in through the masks, but it is not as difficult to breathe as it would be without them. You see, most people are wearing these. Now, when these four descend upon the gangplank and they come into the port, entering the styes, Lazarus, who do they see escorting Vincenzia and Stefano? So, um, Lazarus is a uh, maybe maybe five five. He has this permanent sort of slightly weary expression, as if he's kind of seen a lot of things, and this is only the latest in a series of unfortunate events that has befallen him. Um, he's uh, sort of middle aged. There's wrinkles, and his hair is graying slightly, as if he's tried to style it, but the day has gotten ahead of him somehow, and it's just gone with a mind of its own. Maybe the hairbrush got halfway through before something went wrong. Um, and he has this quite distinctive brown trench coat with a large silver badge on it that clearly he polishes. The one thing that's clean, he must dote on it. Um, and otherwise, um, he has a truncheon, which he hangs by his <laughs> quite a large thing, larger than perhaps is necessary. Um, and he's accompanied by his, by his steed, who's a little dog, that big. A bit like, um, have a massive like, jacket potato and stick googly eyes on it. And he kind of has that following him around with kind of a man expression. What is your steed's uh, name? Spud. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Plus, Spud must be protected. Oh wait, I'm the DM. I can be ensure nice to that. Spud. It's fine. All right. And how long have you been waiting for Vincenzia and Stefano? Too long. He just he came early because he thought he always comes early to things. And no one ever is on time to meet him. But he, every time he arrives early on principle, and every time he's disappointed. And so he's been here for hours, maybe, waiting for this ship to roll in, just slowly getting more depressed. So, the three of you, or the four of you, come down this gangplank, and you see this man with his two Vistana. Ingrid is looking around, very curious, confused. Not sure where to go. What would the four of you like to do now that you've stepped foot on the styes? What What does... Wait, do the Vistana look like they're being, like, escorted somewhere? Like, in a bad way? They do look like they're being escorted. Like, because they're in trouble? Are they in trouble, Lazarus? I mean, he's kind of giving them the rundown of what they can and cannot bring into the styes. Like, no contrabands, malacarum, evidence of witchcraft, no proven or otherwise, no carcasses... Bits and pieces, demonic sidekicks. Please leave them in your sinister ship for the duration of your stay. And he's kind of treating them as if he thinks they might have these things and kind of running them down the what they might be found with. It's very vulnerable. And specifically, just them. Specifically, yeah. It's kind of just to make sure. Once we want them to be it's for their own good, you know, he wants them to be safe and not be arrested for. Um, you didn't. I I want to interrupt this weird spiel. Um, hello. You don't seem to be checking anyone else's bags. Do you need to check mine? Um, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, let's do it all at once. Let's um, get it all out of the way. So if we could just open everything and I'll just um, make sure there's nothing in there. You know, the eyes or tentacles. Is this where we get our bags checked? Mercy has like five masks on, so it's a little bit muffled. It's like he's taking a look at this parade coming off the ship and just look at it as if like horror is descending upon him all at once. 
Ferret keys, Vasilis, this is where our bags get checked. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 not more. Ingrid, over here. <laughs> yeah, he kind of wilts visibly. You know what? Maybe maybe none of the bags need checking. Maybe it's fine. You just, okay. maybe, maybe everyone's trustworthy and nobody will be engaging in activities whilst in the styes. Are we all? Sure. That sounds great. We're just here for a wedding. Uh, the, the wedding, that explains. We've had a lot of characters. Vincenzia smiles at you, Lazarus, and says, Yes, we could use an escort. My son is the groom. It's been dangerous, he said around to your lady. I suppose if you would allow me to accompany you. <laughs> I would I would vastly prefer it, Constable. You can't look friendly, guys. All right, Spud, he says, go on. <laughs> Lead the way. <laughs> Spot just looks at him as if he has no idea what that means. <laughs> so he just kind of picks it up. All right. Um, and he begins to kind of trudge um, in a vague direction of somewhere less stinky and full of strangers that look incredibly suspicious. Is Spud's just doing his best. Yeah. He's not a working dog. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Home, yeah. Home, oh, he reminds me of Chonker. Chonker. Yeah. It's it's like Chonker. Is Chonker. I love him. <laughs> oh. I will, protect, I will protect this dog with my life. Yeah, you will. Oh, can't let the dog too much. It'll come back to bite us. No, I, w- I would never kill a pet on screen. So, Lazarus, you know that this wedding is taking place in the southwestern district of the city. It's a lovely district. It's considered the high quarter. It's definitely where... It's it's nearest to the mouth, so it is where the ship or the sea monster that the styes is contained inside of is the most buoyant. So there is less there is less muck and water in the streets than if it were, say, in the lower quarters or the alchemist quarters. Buoyant. I love that. Other the agents who describe the area as buoyant, naturally buoyant. <laughs> um, yeah, he just begins to kind of trudge off towards the more buoyant area of the of the ship. Like it's almost elegant. He thinks to himself as he's kind of walking along. I love it. Mm-hmm. How long has Lazarus um everybody established? Lazarus born and raised here. It's just unusual to him. That's one hundred percent up to you. I However, kind of think he doesn't see it. You know. Mm-hmm. I will say that because Lazarus is a paladin, and because this place is a hive of scum and villainy, a a pirate cove, perhaps there's more to Lazarus than meets the eye. I wonder why he would be here. But... One has their reasons. Lazarus knows that better than anyone. (laughs) You trudge through this ankle-high dredge, and the two Vistani and Ingrid trudge with you. The four... Passengers that just got off of the Endurance trudge with you. Nicodemus trudges with you. Until you reach this large inn. And like most of the inns here, it is a shady establishment. And the guards outside that ought to be constables, but perhaps aren't, sort of give you a a weary nod of the head. And they eye you just as suspiciously as they do your companions. Inside of the inn... The main room is 
decorated in bright colors, colors that Constantina would recognize as Vistani. Perhaps not her clan, perhaps not her culture, but similar. The roots are similar. There is music as musicians tune their instruments in the corners, and there are some very rough individuals here, possibly around 15 or 20. Vincenzia and Stefano break away from the group of you and start to make themselves right at home. Ingrid looks afraid. I would like to um, go stand by Ingrid. Ingrid looks grateful. Oh, Frida, did you sleep okay? Are you here for the wedding too? Uh, no, I am meeting someone. Oh, is it the person with the box? She looks at you and you can tell her eyes are incredibly bloodshot and getting more so as she considers answering you. Did you, did you get any sleep? You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to answer. I, I you seem worried. Are you worried? You seem anxious. I should sleep. I should go to. I should go to my room. Uh, oh, but are you meeting someone? I. I should. I should go to. Uh, and you can see a trickle of blood from her nose. Um, Ingrid, go get some rest. It will be okay. It will. It. It will be all right. It will be all right. I. I don't need help. Um, I think it will be all right. Get some rest. Don't leave your room. She grabs your hand and she squeezes it very tightly. And she looks up and her eyes are wide. And then she drops your hand, breaks away from you, goes to the desk. She speaks with the innkeeper who gives her a sort of gruff motion with his head. She passes him some silver and he inclines upward on the stairs. She immediately flees upward. When Mercy can't see Ingrid anymore, she casts Disguise Self. Who would you like to disguise yourself as? Ingrid. Hold on to that. Lazarus, Stefano, and Vincenzia break away from you. And a man in a long, dark coat approaches, and he... Constable? Who is this person? Do I know this person? Do I know her? I don't know him. That thing. This seems like one of Ulrich Drake's boys. Um, it's a slight incline of the head, so small as if almost to be imperceptible. Captain thanks you for the uh, escort. Can't have the groom getting robbed in the streets. No, no. Then you know, then what would he be doing with his free time? <laughs> so um, everything good. All the preparations well. Everyone happy? Yeah, just had that hang in. So, uh, things should be taken care of. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, solve all the, all the problems. No more incidents then? Everything's quiet down. Everything's fine. Nobody heard anything else? Because if you did, it wouldn't be related. It would be completely also coincidental to that. It would actually be someone else. You're talking in circles, Constable. Yeah, you know what? Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. The wedding will go ahead as planned. Mm-hmm. There is nothing going on under the surface. His, Did a good job, Lazarus. His eyes sort of narrow, and he you'll make sure of that, won't you? Yeah, yeah. But speaking of which, um, I have unrelated questions to ask about an, another uns, unsolved case. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I also have to deal with soon, 
if that isn't related to this, kind of begins to slowly mm-hmm. <laughs> back away from this conversation. As you start to back away, he kind of steps in a little closer and takes a pointed finger and in the middle of your chest just sort of jabs you in your sternum. Make sure it stays solved. <laughs> yes, yes. No, it's um definitely, definitely solved. We'll be right on that. And he nods very aggressively and goes back to a table to play cards. I would like the other four to make me a quick perception check. <laughs> I got a six. I also got a six. I got a dirty 20. Because I'm so perceptive. Dirty 20. Oh. If I wasn't rolling at disadvantage, I would have gotten a dirty 20, but I got a four. So. Unfortunate yeah. for you. Yeah. Constantina. Constantina. Yeah. Yeah. You see a line of posters. Oh, oh God. It was my face on them? There's a couple of different posters. With a dirty 20, you can see a lot of faces. You see a man with a sharply styled goatee, dark eyebrows, a shock of gray in the hair. Ulrich Drake, the Red Wraith, renowned pirate king, worth a lot of money. You see Rusa, two years older, dark eyes, bright smile. Rusa the Seer. Commander of the Matchbook Menagerie. You see Vincenzia, the Wildcat of the North, renowned Vistani warlord. <laughs> you see Constantina Avshabmov, she wolf of the mists. I did it! I did it! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of all of them, Constantina Avshalomov is worth the most. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, as it should be. But the face in the poster is not yours. That legit caught me caught me so off guard. Um, whose face is it? You don't know. Does it look anything like me? Like, is it just like a really bad drawing of me? Some woman curl in the middle of the forehead. Black mask. <laughs> okay. I would... There's a lot of people in the room, right? Yeah, there's about mm, 30. Um, 20, 30. Okay. I would like to, you know, kind of like shuffle over to the wall where the posters are and um, try to take one down, you know, very subtly without drawing attention to what I'm doing. I'm just like, oh, ha, ha, music and blah, blah, blah. Lazarus, will you roll me a perception at advantage? Oh, yeah. kind before. Oh, no. That's not great. This is not a good start for this endeavor. How, how you doing? <laughs> Let's find out. Uh, that's a six. You don't notice anything. <laughs> so sneaky. Yeah, I want to take down the one of Vincenzia because she is in this establishment. Okay. And yeah, so I want to like put that one down. What would you like to do with it? Shove it in my pocket in my bag i'm just like you do do i see her doing this give me a perception yes oh, don't worry i don't <laughs> 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 all right so this inn has no name and the four of you are welcome to settle in it if you would so desire 
Lazarus, where do you live? Do you do you have a home? He has a bachelor pad. One mm. of a better expression. Um, it's more of a room in which things are deposited at various points in his life. He goes back there when he's not on the job, which is never. Unless he sleeps at the police station or on a pollard. So, the four of you are welcome to make your home here for the next few days, if you so desire. What would you like to do? Mercy, you've impersonated Ingrid. What's your plan? Um, I am just standing around like I'm waiting to meet somebody. Uh, and I've used prestidigitation to create a harmless trinket, which is the largest version of the box that I saw that I can summon that still counts as a trinket. So like a mini version of the box. I'm just like casually just like, you know what? I'm not going to put a dimension like as long as it's not bigger than a foot. So like realistically, yeah, it's same okay, size. Cool. Yeah. So I've got, yeah, I've got like, I don't know what's in the box, but I've got the, the okay. outside of the box looks yeah. like what I saw. I will say that you sit there. How long do you want to sit there? Um, Maybe until stuff sort of dies down, like Mercy's. They're very hopeful. At some point, would she realize there's a poster of the woman from Ingrid's memories on the wall? I think that if you sit at the at a table for more than an hour, obviously your eye starts to wander. Yes, you would notice that there was a poster under Constantina's name, and it is the woman you saw. And then I kind of just stand in front of the poster and just kind of look around like if anyone else is seeing this poster. <laughs> covering it. <laughs> Doesn't seem like anyone's bothered by it. Are there like lots of Vistani here, like gathering for the wedding? It's interesting because this is the largest gathering of Vistani that you've seen since the Lutia Bazaar, of course. Okay. This this is a large this is a large gathering of Vistani from all different clans. Gosh, how many times can I cast um, disguise self? Let's see. I'm gonna say since you're not working on anything else, I'm just gonna let you. Keep it up. Okay. Can I just, like, casually, like, ask people, like, who's that? Who's this? She, what a cool name. Uh, uh, Constantina. It's a very pretty name, but also a she-wolf. But uh, how unusual. How did she get that name? Who is that? Why is she? I, what's, uh, who's, who's that? Who's that? What's the story, there? People seem very resistant to speaking to you at first. They sort of nurse their drinks and, uh, why are you, you new here or? I just, um, I feel like I saw that woman and there's this vaunted poster of her and. You saw Constantina? Um, yes. she wolf? I saw Constantina. And, uh, one of them makes a grand gesture towards the wall. That's our wall of fame. <laughs> Sit with us. Tell us about her. What was she like? Oh, she's very nice, and she's very good at climbing, and um, she sings very well. Climbing what? Um, you know, like ropes on sheeps. And one of them leans over to another. I heard she stormed a Meister Singer's tower single-handedly. Oh, she told me she did. I mean, I mean, she maybe she maybe she did. She did. Um, she told me herself. Make a deception. <laughs> okay. Now we're getting into. Okay, 
What's my, what am I adding to this? Plus uh, 18. They eat it up. <laughs> yes. So anyway, you haven't, you seem very excited about my stories, like maybe in a sort of way, but you haven't seen her. Is she coming to the wedding, do you think? Oh, nobody's seen her. Not in, not in a while. She stays on the mainland. Oh, on the mainland. Okay, because I thought she was uh, she was supposed to meet me, but I didn't know if it was because of um, she was in town for the wedding or, or something, or I don't know, but... Make um, me a broad insight check. Broad insight. Yeah, so you're inciting multiple people while doing this. Oh, uh, okay. Um, it is a 12. A 12? Mm, they each seem a little surprised. Uh, one sort of, like, furrows his eyebrows, but other than that, you can't really read them. Hmm. Percy isn't sure what to do with this information, because Ingrid definitely, the person that she saw in Ingrid's memory said that she was going to be here. Um, gosh. Mercy maybe at this point wants to go up and try to talk to Ingrid. I'm just going to make her nose bleed. I don't know what to do. I think that's like the meanest thing Mercy's ever said. She's, like, She's going to give her another nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mercy stays as long as she does, like trying to get more information and like trying to look around for this person. And if at the end of the day, they're taking last calls and nothing has happened. Um, Let's stop right there with, with you and I will get back to you with what happens at last call. Vargas, Fossily? Yes. What are, what are we what are doing? doing? Nicodemus is with you. Oh boy. Oh, have you met Nicodemus? Are any of you getting rooms here? Uh, I would like a room. Okay. When you approach the bar or the innkeeper, he gives you a gruff. We don't serve witches. I knew it. Vargas will immediately be like, she's not a witch, no more <laughs> about it. Um, I would like the nicest room you have. I'd like the nicest silver you have. I I have a silver. I'll give you two silver if it's as private as possible. Vargas glances, or the innkeeper glances over Vargas's shoulder and locks eyes with Lazarus. Oh, God. Kind of, um, Gibson is kind of, what are you going to do? Ten silver. Vasily shoves Vargas a little bit because it's very obnoxious that you got did that. And, uh, puts a gold piece down on the table and says, I, I want that room. And I'm not a witch, I'm a scientist. Two gold. She puts another piece of gold down. A knight. Two knights. Four gold. Three gold. Good luck sleeping outside. <laughs> so, sees this kind of developing into a situation, as he would call it. Or as his mother would have called it a situation he inherited it from her. Can't stop. Mm-hmm. I'm describing things. Um... He has this, um, he's, he's going to, for effect, because he's fancy and he can't stop, um, he's going to cast a misty step um, to appear at the bar. Uh, okay, okay. When he casts a misty step, if you'll allow me to change it aesthetically slightly, he just vanishes with a flutter and reappears with another flutter, almost like a bird <laughs> taking off um, right where he wants to be almost, so without the mist always. I mean... So Vasily's like, bah! Like the, the bird. Um, and he disappears, Blue Man goes, they are guests of the wedding wouldn't want anyone to be offended i'm sure we can come to some arrangement groom side or captain side D- dealer's <laughs> choice D- what what which one groom 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 a groom 
Don't look, Vistani. Well, that's very judgmental of you. I mean, does anyone look? <laughs> Are you yeah. the one to, to tell me that? I, I think you're identifying her. Yeah. I'm just be like, I'm mixed. So <laughs> the the innkeeper suddenly looks like very irritated and then like thinks on it for a second is <sighs> too silver. I I give the the innkeeper uh, I take one of Vasily's cold and like flip it at him obnoxiously. The innkeeper snatches it out of the air and shoves it into his apron pocket without giving you any change. Upstairs to the right. Thank you. I grab Vasily by her. Oh, perfect. I love this trope. I grab Vasily by her arm and just start leading her away from the bar. <laughs> the innkeeper will lean forward at you, Lazarus, and it's your only favor this weekend. That's fair. Lazarus kind of sits down, kind of wilting Batman, again. Get out of here. <laughs> I'll be gone. Have <laughs> I offend anyone else? Oh, he's like sad Batman. Stop <laughs> the like... spot from the bar. Well, if, that, if that's all. I kind of love Lazarus, <laughs> and I don't want anything bad to happen to him. Constantina, after you rip down the poster, what do you do? Um, well, I'm trying not to panic and be weird, so I um would like to... Do I see any of my friends? You saw... Did you see Mercy turn into Ingrid? Mercy? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, um, are you asking me how sneaky I was? Yeah. I don't know if she was necessarily trying to be super sneaky, but there were a lot of people and it seemed crowded when it happened, so. I will allow you to be as sneaky as you wanted to be, because I should have asked you back then. Okay, I don't know, medium sneaky. Medium sneaky, help? I'll say Constantina noticed, but not much anybody else did. Okay. Your party members noticed that you transformed into a different tiefling. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I know it's. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm like a little distracted by other things that are happening. But I would like to cast message on Mercy, and I'm like, don't call me Constantina while we're here. Call me. Call me something else. Um, call me like. Call me Tasha. Okay. Okay. Call me Ingrid. Um. All right. Then I'm like, wait a second. I don't, I'll, that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> um. And then I would like to also look for Stefano. Do I see him in the crowd? Among the other Vistani? If you had been watching Stefano and um, Stefano and Vincenzia, you would have seen them be led back behind the kitchen. Typically, the nicer suites are on the first floor so that they can be heated by the kitchens. Um, okay, I would like to... Can I also go there? As you start to step to the innkeeper's desk so that you can get near the kitchen to go to the suites... He puts out an arm to bar you. Excuse me? Wedding party only. Oh, I'm part of the wedding party. I'm part of the wedding party? He squints his eyes. Um, there's something about him that gives you the impression that he doesn't know much about Vistani, but he is suspicious of you, so I am going to need a persuasion check. I'm a cousin of the groom, and I'm also playing music, and I'm going to be a dancer in the, in the wedding ceremony. Name? Tasha. He goes down... A small bit of parchment and looks is I don't see you. Um Um well my last uh, is there are there last names on there as well? Do I know Stefano's last name, by the way? Like was that You don't know Stefano's last name. Vincenzia's poster only had her first name. Um, I mean I'm part of um you know, I'm I'm Vincenzia can verify that I'm her niece. 
Give me, give me just straight persuasion. He has a list, so he doesn't believe you, but he also doesn't want to get on Vincenzia's bad side. Thirteen. He sort of grits his teeth, and he's like, mm, "Not without Vincenzia saying so." Are they within? Are Vincenzo and Stefano um, within one hundred and twenty feet? They are. I'm going to cast mes- message because I don't have to see them to do that. Okay, you don't have to see them. Um, Go ahead. I will. Um, I'll, I'll ask Stefano. I'm like, can you come up here? Um, I'm trying to get into the back room to talk to you, um, but they won't let me. Will you come say that I'm your cousin? Constantina? Yes. Also, don't call me Constantina. Call me Tasha. This is a little Yeah, rude. I know. I'm sorry. I Well, I wanted to talk with words to you and not, you know, in your head. But can you come? Just come up and help me, please. All right. Well, I'm not exactly. I'm getting fitted. So it will It will be a few can minutes. Can you ask your mother? I will only. I, I think that we're in danger. So I want. I'm, this is. I'm trying to be proud. I took a picture of your mother off the wall. Oh, off the wall of fame? Yes, it, they were want, wanted posters. There's a price on her head and mine, although the picture isn't me. And I don't understand what that's about, but it's my name. So I don't want to go. I don't want to say that my name is Constantina. You don't hear him laugh, but you get this sort of like overwhelming feeling of mirth. Um, I'll be up there in a few minutes. Just give me a second. Is, I'll, is this place dangerous? Because I told my friends to not call me Constantina, but if that's not going to be a problem. It's probably better if you go by uh, the pseudonym. Uh, I'll be up there in a few minutes. We'll talk when I'm up there. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that I'm emoting all of this very obviously to the person that I'm talking to. <laughs> um, <laughs> even though this whole conversation's <laughs> in my head. So The innkeeper watches you, but is sort of, this must be a Vistani thing. I don't understand. Well, um, I will continue to, um, maybe I'll just go get a, um, a drink for now, but I would really like to talk to Vincenzia and Stefano about um, the music that I have planned. It's really important that I talk to them as soon as possible about this. Absolutely. After a few moments, uh, Stefano does come up. His shirt is all the way to the side. He doesn't have a sleeve. There are pins in the side and he's just grabs your wrist, nods curtly at the innkeeper and pulls you, uh, back into the main suite. I will get back to that next episode. But Mercy, as you spend the rest of the night in this main room and the innkeeper calls for last call, he waves you over. Quick two fingers. Uh, Mercy Ingrid points at herself. Like me? He nods. He gives one upward. Okay, she looks to both sides. Okay, and then she... (laughs) Uh, and then she uh, she approaches, and he'll your bill. And what he do you mean? Slide you a folded piece of parchment. Um, where she goes? Oh, I don't have a bill. I don't know if it's easy about. And she just picks it up. All you see is a very delicate script that says Mister Dory's Warehouse. Um, and she says out loud but quietly, "Oh, just a secret <laughs> note." Okay. Okay. I expect um, this uh, paid at dawn. Yes. And she winks like a really obvious wink. And it's actually kind of more of a blink. <sighs> last last call. Just go to bed or something. <laughs> um, he says, I got a secret note. It worked. Um, and she like starts skipping up the stairs. Yeah, you can hear him sort of muttering to himself. It is as he is wiping down the last few rings from that bar lazarus you are the only one left in this room when another constable bursts through the door and viscardi i don't think there could be anyone else to do with other than him <laughs> because what 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 
fine, he says, and he kind of gets up his chair and he picks up his coat. And do you recognize this this constable, one of the one of the constables from the merchant ward, and he pulls you to the side, just outside of the door of this nameless inn, and he whispers loudly to you, "It's been another one. His name is Atticus." Kind of almost visibly ages five years in a single moment. He's like, "You don't tell anyone." <laughs> Mouth shut. We have to tell the captain. He'll do another one. He finds out. The tiny merchant quarter mouth shut. I'll deal with it. Shoot. Do you want us to dump it? Just, just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Just whatever. Cut it up. Blame someone who's not a Vistani this time. Just don't offend it. Get it. Okay. 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 Dump it outside near the ships. All right. Bricks. All right. We'll get rid of it. Okay. And it off. this constable Atticus marches off into the streets to cover up a murder. And that is where we'll end for tonight. Are you still there? You're sending help, right? They can find me and any survivors at talesfromthemiss.com, at MissTalesDnd on Twitter, or on twitch.tv slash dnd every Friday night at 6pm Pacific Time. Help us, please.